Hello everyone, and welcome to Player's Spellbook, a podcast all about the magic of Dungeons & Dragons, starting with the 5th edition Player's Handbook. I am your host, Derek, and I'm joined this week, shockingly, by my co-host, Tim. And today, we are quicker than a ray of frost. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Madonna reference. Oh, is it? Is it? I don't, uh, yeah, I don't listen to her enough, I guess. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I have never actually listened to the song. I just know that that's a lyric. Oh, okay, cool. If I'd done my research, I would have sung it, but I, <laughs> I couldn't be bothered to listen to Madonna. So, Ooh, wow. Sorry if there are any Madonna fans out there. <laughs> We're already starting with the hot takes. Wow. Uh, okay. Um, well, moving along quickly, then uh, we have our uh, icebreaker question for uh, this episode. Tim, as a spoiler for Ray of Frost, when was the last time your speed was reduced? When was the last time my speed personally was reduced? Yes. Not your character. When was the last time your speed was reduced? I mean, like, age doesn't help. So maybe that's like (laughs) a... But more dramatically, the only thing I can think of is when I got appendicitis and had surgery. So that's yeah i bet that would i bet that would reduce your speed yeah i couldn't uh walk very far <laughs> probably and by like, more than 10 feet <laughs> yeah i couldn't i wasn't supposed to lift anything heavy <laughs> my wife was very mm. pregnant at the time and she wasn't allowed oh, to boy. lift anything heavy either so i was like well we'll bring the groceries up this up the stairs one by one i guess <laughs> as a single carrot <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man that's rough yeah so that's uh that's that's quite the the status debuff Mm -hmm, for sure and there you go if you need to inflict a status condition come up with a in cause appendicitis (laughs) there you go your your the target speed is reduced (laughs) and uh they can't pick up objects (laughs) heavier than yeah five pounds speed and strength yeah it's incredible wow all right well we'll uh i'm sure we'll discuss uh inflict appendicitis at a later date but (laughs) uh the task before us uh is to discuss ray of frost Mm -hmm. it's a evocation cantrip casting time one action range 60 feet components are verbal and somatic and the duration is instantaneous a frigid beam of blue white light streaks toward a creature within range make a range spell attack within against the target on a hit, it takes 1d8 cold damage, and its speed is reduced by 10 feet until the start of your next turn. The spell's damage increases by 1d8 when you reach 5th level, uh, 11, 11th level, and 17th level, and it's available to artificers, sorcerers, and wizards. So your, your classic arcane caster yeah. cantrip, I think. Uh, Ray yeah. of Frost has come a long way from humble beginnings. Yeah. I have my... Uh, third edition player's handbook here and wow. ray of frost there does 1d3 cold damage wow a d3 is that so, like a d6 divided by two uh yeah you can do d6 divided by two you can do 1d4 and re-roll fours um there's there's a few options that's but, so uh, all of them kind of suck <laughs> <laughs> now it can get all the way up to 4d8 cold damage which is pretty substantial yeah it's not bad for a cantrip for sure yeah, plus the uh, the speed reduction. Um, maybe we've already maybe we've already said what we think, but Tim, what do you think? 
I was going to say, I think it's kind of weird that Cantrip's uh, scale like that. It's like, why should it be better at higher levels? Like, I get why, because you want people to actually cast these spells, but because otherwise you wouldn't. But it's like, it is a little bit right, strange because like 17th level 1d8 cold damage is not really worth your action. No, but then 48 is a lot better. But then, like, is it? It's has more damage than a bunch of first level spells at that point. Right. It has more damage than first level spells cast at first level. But I guess That's the fair. idea is you have a lot higher level spell slots, so you could cast them at higher levels if you still want to get use That's out of true. them. That's true. So, but yeah, like once you hit eleventh level, there really isn't any reason to cast chromatic orb because. Mm-hmm. Unless you need a different damage type, Ray of Frost does the same damage <laughs> and has the extra rider of reducing their speed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're going to upcast. Can you upcast? Yeah. And, and you, may, you can upcast Chromatic Orb, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And you may hold on to it just because it you know, has like a bunch of different damage types. So you can tailor it to your situation. But It's true. Yeah. It, it does kind of... It and a lot of other first level like evocation damage dealing spells do start to fall off as you get higher levels because there's cantrips that can kind of take their place unless you're upcasting them yeah so i actually had this spell when i was playing wraith and the wizard and i almost did and it was one of your staples was it i I feel like i never used it now i'm trying to remember when i used it because i used cone of cold all the time Yes, Cone of Cold was the real staple. Ray of Frost was the the backup, I guess. Yeah. Well, because in terms of damage dealing cantrips, I think this was your go to. But yes. like you started the campaign at level nine and we went all the <laughs> way up to level twenty and it was already like if Graythin's casting a cantrip, things are <laughs> things are bad. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was gonna my point was gonna be was that taking like the weird thing is you take most of your cantrips at first level so it makes sense to take damage dealing cantrips at first level but then by the time so you get just to, like running around using a crossbow yeah <laughs> when you run out of spell slots but then by the time you get to like even 10th level like you're barely casting cantrips like at 10th level i think you have around 15 spell slots right and so, for most adventuring days that should be plenty so this is our first cantrip that deals cold damage. So the interesting thing about cold damage is that there are more monsters that are uh, resistant to cold damage than fire damage, but there are less monsters that are immune to cold damage than fire damage, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I guess when I think about to me, the, the classic culprit in that case is fiends, yeah. right? Like most fiends have flat out immunity to fire yeah. and then say resistance to cold and light. Right. And so you see a lot of cold resistances, yeah. but not a lot of cold immunities, whereas you see a ton of fire immunities and I mean, yeah, still a lot of fire resistances, but not, not quite as much. Yeah. So then... The point I'm making is that if you take the elemental depth feat for cold damage, it actually is a lot better. It suddenly makes 
cold damage like a very viable option in most cases because not there's still more that are immune to it than some of the better damage like damage types like force or radiant i think but um if you take elemental adept i think you get past a lot you can land it on a lot of monsters yeah once you get past fiends you have things like storm giants have resistance to cold liches shambling mounds um so there is actually quite a quite a spread there's a few undead like shadows yeah uh, as well yeah so like the thing to remember for cold damage is that like it is worse than fire damage but if you took elemental adept for fire or for cold cold would be better than fire in that case so it's kind of an Mm. interesting damage type yeah yeah that is interesting and uh yeah probably again campaign dependent where if you're in the arctic you're probably going to be running into a lot of cold immune things for sure Um, but outside of that specific locale like there's probably not a ton of cold immune or resistant things in say like the jungle no probably not the other interesting thing about this spell with the reduced speed effect is that the speed is automatically reduced on the hit i feel like there's not a lot of slowing effects that aren't save dependent right right like the slow spell right or even some things that that cause difficult terrain or something like that yeah and the ability to at will slow somebody can be really handy for sure uh, especially if you're in say an area of difficult terrain you can really slow them down um (laughs) if you're one of those squishy casters you can make it harder for people to get to you yeah um and i'm thinking in certain uh areas where you or an ally are casting on like a really good area of effect spell you can use ray of frost to force somebody to stay in it longer Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah if your druid has cast spike growth or if like you have cast like incendiary cloud or cloud kill or uh sickening radiance or something like that and you just want someone to, to stay in there and cook more <laughs> you could use ray of frost to just keep him in the area that's a good idea i'm also thinking like if you're running away from someone and you have to jump over something if you like hold this spell till whenever whoever's pursuing you is jumping and then hit them with the uh oh, so they can't they can't complete the jump yeah yeah that's a good idea or just if you're being pursued generally this is probably a yeah, really useful sure. thing to do because you can slow down the guys that are coming after you or slow down the guy that you're chasing after yeah that's fair that's a good call if you anticipate your campaign involving like dramatic chases <laughs> then this is this is again very useful <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure yeah, in terms of how you flavor it, uh, the the beam of blue-white light is kind of cool. It doesn't specify how bright the light is, um, so probably not very. I like the idea that you could even just flavor it as like a snowball <laughs> or a, a, a slush ball or something like that that you launch at them. <laughs> yeah. That seems particularly appropriate for like an artificer or something like that. You turn your arcane firearm into like a snowball cannon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. In terms of the cantrip usage for DMs, it's... It's still very good for lower levels, um, including that like rider of having the reduced speed can be really useful. A, because it's slightly mm-hmm. less deadly than something like Firebolt or Poison Spray. Um, you kind of have to be careful with first and second level player characters because they're 
very easy to kill. Uh, and so the fact that it does a little less damage, uh, but it slows them is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and it also can help introduce new players to the idea that there are a lot of things on your character sheet that monsters can attack that aren't hit points. Right. Mm-hmm. A monster can not just deal damage to you, they can also reduce your speed, or they can also inflict another status condition. Or um, when you're really getting crazy, then it's like monsters can do things like give you exhaustion levels or attack mm-hmm. your proficiency bonus or something like right. that. Just this sort of like dips your toe into the idea of like everything on your on your character sheet is a viable target. <laughs> For sure. Um at higher levels uh if you're using this um for say like a legendary action cast or something like that it's slightly worse than firebolt because the speed reduction only lasts until the start of your next turn Mm -hmm. um so you can't it won't last as long as if you cast it on your turn because then you get a full round um but if your legendary spellcaster is being strategic and you target a character right before their turn starts Mm -hmm. uh to to get the effect off then that can be pretty handy, particularly if you see them needing to get somewhere. Um, I like the idea of maybe setting up an encounter where like your player characters really have to like get somewhere, do something. Maybe they have to stop a ritual from happening or they have to like pull a lever that will allow them to escape or something like that. And you can use enemy spellcasters with Ray of Frost to slow them down and prevent them from getting there and make them take more time. Um, mm-hmm. It can be really interesting from an encounter design perspective to switch things up from just I have to kill these people before they kill me. If you introduce a secondary objective, something else that your players have to do while they're fighting, um, then that makes the combat a lot more interesting. It makes it more fun. They have to solve like novel problems Mm -hmm. uh, and it makes abilities that aren't always directly useful like speed reduction suddenly become really important factors um so right yeah consider that in your encounter design and use ray of frost as part of that could you have separate casters reduce the speed by more or because it's the same spell it wouldn't actually like stack yeah so technically spell effects from the same spell can't stack is my understanding of right. the rules i'm I'm open to correction here if somebody wants to uh send us a, a comment yeah my gen- um but but from my understanding is if you got hit by two ray of frost spells in a turn your speed would only be reduced by 10 feet like the way i might play it as a dm is would it the effect would just keep lasting until the next person's turn so if the first caster's turn ended the second caster would still and the second caster's turn was like a couple rounds later it would or not rounds but a couple like turns later than turns the, later the effect would stand i guess is yes what I, thought. I think i think that's probably how i would rule it that's what i was it doesn't it doesn't double so you're not yeah. reduced by 20 feet but it would extend the duration yeah. to the next turn of whoever last hit you with ray of frost right so that yeah just to clarify that and then so what I was thinking with exactly what I was thinking was slow and Ray of Frost was like, does it matter which spell is cast first or does it matter? Or is it always like you take the, so say you have 30 feet movement. Is it like you Ray of Frost takes the 10 feet off and then it's half to 10 with slow or is it slow 
if you end up casting someone cast slow first is it like slow is reduced to 15 and then you cast ray of frost and then it's reduced to five yeah so because that, that is kind of the question right is it is it five feet or is it 10 feet right do you get reduced by 10 feet and then cut in half or do you get cut in half and then reduced by 10 feet right um i would probably at the table i don't know if this is the official rules um i'm open to be corrected on it i would at the table just have it be whatever like the order of the effects that hit you okay so if you failed the save against slow and then were hit by ray of frost you would have a five foot movement speed because half your assuming 30 foot movement speed half your speed is 15 then you're hit again reduced by 10 so five foot movement speed if it happened the other way around you got hit by ray of frost and then failed a saving throw against slow you would have a 10 foot movement speed because your speed was reduced by 10 feet and then it was cut in half interesting Um, i think that the 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 math of the game may be that you have to apply the modifiers before you apply the multipliers and so it would be reduced by 10 feet and then cut in half so a 10 foot movement speed remains right but i'm not 100% sure about that that's probably something that's worth well that may be something that's worth double checking or you can just take whatever makes sense to you as a <laughs> dm as right. as it sees fit at the table yeah i feel like they're both seem pretty valid there's probably a technical rule but yeah but i i yeah i'd probably just do it in the order that you got hit in and and leave it at that that seems simplest to me yeah for sure uh yeah ray of frost it's a it's a good damage dealing cantrip cold is a very interesting damage type particularly if you're considering elemental adept um and use it by bad guys in puzzle encounters Mm, there you go that's all you need to know and flatten your players with giant rocks <laughs> or a giant snowball Ooh, oh that would work really yeah, well yeah for sure with Ray of Frost the flavor just perfect thanks so much for listening to this episode of Player Spellbook you can follow us at Player Spellbook that's Player Spellbook with one S on Twitter or you can follow us or review us wherever you're listening and join us next week where we'll be covering Resistance Resistance